guys and welcome to episode 18 of the Sweet Spot on a Farm podcast. This podcast is all about healthy eating, a lot of food, healthy living and everything that goes with it. And if you're listening for the first time, my name is Zuzana and I'm the author of the Sweet Spot Cookbook, which is a book full of plant-based recipes suitable for celiacs and diabetics. I'm a former ulcerative colitis sufferer who managed this condition by changing my lifestyle and mainly my diet and eating habits. Now, we got that out of the way, so if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I strongly recommend you go back and catch up, because this is the second part of my interview with Paula from Skinny Malinkis Raw Cold Press Juice Company, and you really want to hear the first part. In the previous episode, we talked about Paula's juices and why they are so different to anything else that's currently on the UK market. We talked about her condition, which was the reason why she started her company in the first place. And we got into a justified rant about the amount of fruit and sugar in so-called vegetable juices and how the labels on most products are so misleading. With the rant out of the way, this episode will be a lot more about food and I really hope you'll enjoy it. So... Obviously, you're very healthy. You get all these juices, all those nutrients from the veg. And, but what's your? We touched a little bit on it at the beginning. But what's your diet like? So apart from juicing, how do you keep your nutrients? Most of the time, it's pretty good. I did a program called GAPS, Gut and Psychology uh, Protocol, and uh, it's all about healing your gut. For me, it was a, quite meat heavy because you're doing a lot of bone broth and yeah. um, you're restricted on the types of veg you can introduce. And But I find that helped my gut so much that I will, um, I will do bone broth quite often now. I actually would tend to have bone broth but without the meat so I'll buy an organic chicken carcass from the market it's like £1.50 and uh, they've already taken the, the meat I bet uh, yeah Mullins and Limavati oh, I'll give them a yes. shout out to oh it. yeah definitely guys you rock <laughs> but uh, yeah so I just do that and I'll throw it in the slow cooker or what I actually do a lot is there's a great Irish company called um, Sadie's Kitchen yes and Sadie she's amazing Sarah but she uh, has I need really, to talk to that girl as well. <laughs> yeah, she's great. You should get her on. But yeah, her bone broth is so good and yeah. you can just add it to anything and it's all made from free range Irish chickens and there's actually another company as well who do a great bone broth at Carol's Stock Market. So Carol started doing um, bone broths as well. So those two are great and I'll often pick up either of those just when I don't have time to have like the slow cooker on the go and just you know if I need something off the shelf for me I really notice a difference having bone broth like I've tried to be completely vegan to get enough protein you need to combine a lot of lentils and beans with carbohydrates like rice to make a complete protein and for me my gut cannot handle it yeah um, I'm there with you I tried the same thing for over a year and I just couldn't handle it and now that I can't handle carbs it's even more impossible for me yeah I can't at the moment I will sometime soon hopefully in small quantities but I can't have a big lentil stew like that would kill me right now yeah <laughs> you know rice no chance yeah you know so yeah and I feel like over the summer where it's always easy to slip into bad habits you know um 
I felt it, yeah, like I've probably eaten quite a lot of carbs over the summer and I felt it impact my gut definitely. So once in probably two weeks or so, I will go back and part of the GAPS protocol is that you introduce juice. Um, so I'll do uh, a combination cleanse that will include a lot of bone broth with the juices and we're actually looking at adding a bone broth potentially into one of our juice cleanse packages just to give people that little extra and it just nourishes the gut a little more but for me I suppose I try to be as healthy as possible it's not always easy but I suppose it's when I'm traveling or something factoring in you're going to be on the road so I need to have some nuts in my bag, um, a banana, just like quick snack foods that otherwise your only option in an airport is some sort of sandwich and generally not some, they'll have things in them that I wouldn't add myself and so um, I try to be healthy as much as I can but don't get me wrong I'll still enjoy the occasional pizza but it has to be sourdough for me um, again to help my digestion but I try to add in a lot of fermented foods like kimchi and sauerkraut I know you've had Dervlon from the Culture Club she like her ferments are amazing um, so she does this fermented salsa well it's so good but part of my condition also is histamine related the ferments I have are supposed to be over three months old to make sure that the histamine levels have dropped again. But yeah, I'll always pick up a kombucha or a kefir. Um, and the one thing I suppose I really abstain from is dairy. I will have occasional Parmesan cheese and it's already a fermented product. So that's about all I can handle. Like I, everything about dairy really quite grosses me out I was never able to drink milk as a kid and I used to go off well I never my sisters would have had a glass of milk with dinner and I the thought of that used to like make my stomach turn but every morning I'd eat like my Weetabix or Cocoa Pops or whatever cereal it was with milk and as I'd walk down to get the bus I'd literally have stomach cramps and I'd be like ah, ah the whole way down the road and never knew what it was so you know, I had a natural aversion to dairy, but, you know, I was told, eat it in your breakfast every day. You know, my parents had no clue that it dairy was... My dad's family owned a dairy, for God's sake, so, oh, like, wow. you know, milk was a big part of their diets. So, yeah, I think that's the... For me, keeping my carbs pretty low and uh, abstaining for dairy are my two main kind of healthy lifestyle factors that help me feel better and then I do take a lot of probiotics as well and I feel juicing has been amazing for me but it's adding in the probiotics and the fermented foods which are high in probiotics that's really made a difference and also listening to my body like red wine used to be my drink and I really loved it and now I can't drink it at all my skin used to be so bad after I had red wine that it took me quite a few years to really listen to my body and go, okay, this isn't for me. And recently, um, someone had this, we were in a wine bar and someone was like, taste this, it's amazing. And when I went to take a sip, I've actually unacquired the taste for wine, which is crazy. So for me, I don't have wine and I don't have any like beers or craft beer I used to love but they're super high in yeast mm. so I find yeast products definitely affect me so 
yeah, it's just really been listening to my body to see what affects me and adding in juice and probiotic. And we're actually about to release a new product. They're called Zing Tings. And they're little shots, but very potent shots. More American style, I would say, than anything that's in the UK or Ireland already. But uh, we have a tummy tonic, which is apple cider vinegar, lemon, and a touch of maple syrup. Ooh, um, that one's really that. good, really potent. We've got a turmeric tonic, which is really high amount of turmeric, raw turmeric root, not the powder, combined with black pepper, which is essential to release the curcumin, and some pineapple. And that's an inflammatory shot, and that's called a tummy tonic. Then we've got a beet blast, which is beet, ginger, and lemon. And that is really just extra concentration of uh, beetroot so you can take that's really good pre-workout and then our final piece de resistance is the sniff buster and that is fresh lemon a touch of orange juice is the only product we've used any orange in so lemon orange fresh chilies maple syrup and ginger and that's really so when you feel those first signs of a cold, the mm-hmm. sniffles coming. What I find, this is a shot I make myself at home if I was feeling unwell. Nine times out of ten, if I bang a few of those, I won't get the cold. And it's really trying to hit it off as a first defense. So that's our new range. And that's adding those into my life as well. And really drinking the apple cider vinegar every day has helped so much. So I've gone from... Uh, you know, waking up with swollen face that looks like I've been beaten up with all these kind of welts and, and purple marks all over it and my body swollen to getting occasional swellings and more hives. I haven't really had welts for quite a while, touch wood, but I think a lot of that is down to the probiotics, the high levels of potent ingredients in the juice and really listening to my body. Also changing my mindset. So, and having a different approach to stress and not letting things kind of get on top of you I've my attitude and I is well you know what we kind of we are where we are how do we fix something not like oh my god this is the worst thing ever you know you've got to adapt and you've got to be resilient when you're in business and take a step back and really think you know has anyone died no is anyone gonna die no well if that's where you are then I think we're all good. So <laughs> I think you have to build up that resist resilience in your mindset. That's a really good approach. Now, talking about business, we'll go back to food in a while, but talking about business, first of all, tell me where you're now, how different is it compared to your expectations of what you thought you'd be when you started? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I suppose, uh, so when I first started out, as I said, it was just juicing and me doing the juice every day, going to the market, getting all the the fruit and veg from the wholesaler and starting at 4 a.m. and juicing and driving it to people's houses every single day. Um and then when I kind of thought about the business, I was like, there's there's no scalability in this. And I could only do a three mile radius of my juice kitchen. Um, so now where we are, like we're, we're stocked in a number of um, shops and we sell online. We can be anywhere in the UK or in Ireland in 24 hours. And um, we ship in thermo uh, packaging to keep the juice cool. And that is really different to what I first started out as but 
I suppose for me, I'd always, I wanted it to be big, but at the time I was more driven by how this was benefiting me and the change of lifestyle. And uh, I was suppose it wasn't really, I wasn't thinking about scale when I first started, but now I, I want to be big. I want to be the biggest juice company in the UK and Ireland, but I want to be there because people go for us because one, they love the flavour, but two, they know it's healthy and genuinely healthy for them and doing them good. And feedback from our customers is always, I feel so good. I'm like, please write the review, tell other people. Compared to where I started and where I am now, uh, of course, I'm like, I'm not far enough. I'm not far enough. That's what I'm always saying. Like, I should be here. I should be there. And that, apparently, we should never use the word should, but um, I'd like to be further along and... Uh, I'd like to be in more outlets and I'd like to be selling to more people around the UK and Ireland. And I suppose it's, I, I'm always wanting to grow more, grow more because I want to bring our juice to more people. And also when we looked at a pricing strategy, like I could charge a lot more and make a lot more off the juice. Some companies in London, for example, are a one day cleanse with them is 75 pounds or if you go for an organic one day cleanse some of them are 125 pounds now you maybe get 500 mils more juice than you do with us but i mean you can get a three-day cleanse or three-day juice till dinner cleanse for us for 75 pounds at the minute it's 65 uh, for a juice till dinner but it's going to go up to 75 when we bring out the shots but um i mean if you look, we're doing a comparison at the minute, how much it costs for you to go and buy, without buying a juicer, just buying the fruit and veg to do a home juice cleanse for three or five days. Take all that time, try and store the juice. Realistically, you should be juicing three or four times a day when you're doing that. No one ever does that. We're doing a price comparison to see, it's actually cheaper to come to us. Like we're shipping it to your house. We still don't charge anything for delivery, UK or Ireland. You have all your juice already done for you. You just keep it in the fridge and it's ready to go when you are. And that's the real benefit uh, of our product. But for me, I need to let more people know about it. You don't need to spend 500 pounds for one week's worth of juice. Like for me, that's crazy. Like our juice is expensive, use a lot of expensive ingredients, but we're not the most expensive on the market by any stretch. And... One of the important things for me is that we don't add any water and I've been so shocked lately in some of the cleanse companies out there that are charging six pounds for a 250 ml juice and uh, they add water. I just think, you know, it's all about the high level yeah. of fruits and veg. Adding water to me is just trying to get more money out of people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And plus, you don't know what kind of water they're using. I mean, for yeah, all exactly. You know, it could be just filter tap water. Well, well yeah. I wouldn't you want no idea. Juice. Exactly. It's mad what people are doing out there. What you're doing is absolutely amazing, and I really love your ethos and and how far you've come since you beginning. It's 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 incredible since you started. Cause I remember I met you. It was about three four years ago in E12. Oh yeah. Uh, when you when you were delivering your batches of juices and. You've done so well since then, and, and I mean, even your branding, I love your branding, I have to say, you've changed <laughs> your branding you. recently, and yeah. I love it. it looks so elegant, and 
it just looks beautiful and it really catches your eye when you see it. Well, yeah, that's what we were going for because, um, well, the name Skinny Malinkies, my mom actually came up with. And I was like, when I was trying to name the juice and stuff, you know, all the kind of names that you're going to oplenish and nourish and all these kind of healing words were already taken. And then my mom was like, what about skinny malinkies? And I was like, come on, mom, this is going to be another Donegal saying nobody knows. And uh, <laughs> we started to Google it. And uh, all English speaking countries have a version of the skipping rhyme, skinny malinky. So in Donegal, we say skinny malinky, long legs, big banana feet, went to the pictures and couldn't find a seat. When he got there, he fell fast asleep. Skinny malinky, long legs, big banana feet. And in Belfast, they say skinny malinky, malogen legs. And there's like all these variations, but every English speaking country has a version. And the more research I did, I found out it was originally of Scottish origin. Uh, it meant a slim person and uh, it first appeared in print in the early 19th century. And I researched more and realized nobody owned the name, so I copyrighted it. And uh, that's that's where the brand began, really. It, I suppose I've had a bit of negative feedback on it where people are like, oh, skinny, you're trying to say it makes you skinny. And we're not really about skinny, we're, we're about healthy. So with the new brand, and we've made the word skinny much smaller, and Malinkies is kind of like the bolder word, and we've added our new tagline, so it's Skinny Malinkies, Genuinely Healthy Juice, and then we're skinny by name, but strong by nature. And that's really important because it's packed full of natural ingredients that come directly from nature. So um, you'll see a bit more of that come through soon. But with the rebrand, when we started out, the first stickers that I used to put on the juice were like printed out in this skinny little font. Um, looking back, they're terrible. But then we did our first kind of brand review and it was cute. I liked it, but it was quite artisanal and it just it looks like a little small local company, I suppose. And that's what we were at the time. But for me... I don't want to just be a small local company. I want to bring our juice to the masses, you know. And as people get more educated on their health and and what products are actually good for them, I want them to look at ours straight away and go, okay, that looks cool, it looks slick, and uh, go, I can relate to that brand. And so that's what the new branding is all about. And I suppose at the minute, millennials are really driving health and health drinks. They are much more aware of their health and their fitness and they don't drink alcohol as much and if they do it's very much reduced compared to well I suppose technically I'm just on the cusp of millennial 1981. <laughs> um, yeah me too. <laughs> yeah we're just hanging in there but I mean younger millennials their their lifestyles are so different to what mine was when I was their age and uh, we really wanted to them to be able to relate to our brand because we're on the same page. This is another thing. You started Road Juicing Company and it's about it's all about health and you've done all your research and you've developed all these flavors and juice combinations. But it's not just about that. Like you're running a business at the end of the day. You suddenly needed to know about the branding, about marketing, packaging and Yeah, it's oh crazy. And we've recently just moved to a new fulfillment center. So our packaging has changed. Before, the thermo boxes we were using are made out of polystyrene. They are amazing for keeping things cold, not so amazing for the environment. Now, you can recycle polystyrene, 
but not everywhere recycles it. So we decided, made a conscious effort to move. So we've gone with a cardboard box that's lined with bubble wrap and then has all the ice packs in there. It's still keeping it cold, but not quite as cold. So it's really difficult. You're kind of caught between the environmental impact that the brand is going to make and making sure your product arrives in perfect condition. So we're looking at wool cool. It's made out of recycled sheep's wool and then it comes in a compostable plastic around it. But what we find using that, it's more sustainable, but vegans hate it because it's wool. People still don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So you can't just throw it on your compost heap. Well, you can, but it'll take a long time to break down. And not everyone has a compost heap. So it's still going in the bin so we're trying to find the right balance and as we grow our packaging and the sustainability of that will grow as well but at the minute we're trying to keep our prices as competitive as possible and as low as we can for people to be able to afford the juice so it's really a hard toss-up between what kind of packaging we go for but yeah I've had to learn about packaging logistics oh my god logistics chilled logistics uh shipping couriers finance uh operations integrations understand web sales e-commerce website to the back end how to update a site i mean you name it <laughs> i've probably done it at this stage and probably law as well because there are regulations oh yeah food regulations yeah. are really strict and yeah and it's different in the uk and in ireland they are slightly different so you have to make sure that your label is satisfying both and then it's different if you go into sales as a stockist or as supplier into shops you you know your label has to have certain regulations and yeah it's a, a minefield really but uh what i've learned in the last few years yeah is phenomenal really compared to what i learned at four years of university you know <laughs> absolutely now tell me you've had some exciting experience in london over the summer didn't you what did yeah you do? it was really good actually i went to london for like five weeks over the summer and there was a heat wave so it barely dropped below 30 degrees it was so amazing i love the heat I always say I was born in the wrong climate. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, there's quite a different mindset in London. You know, it's uh, the startup mindset is very different. And um, people are very much like, how much are you raising? Uh, how are you going to raise your funds? How are you going to grow? Whereas I find here it's a little more conservative. And, and people are always a bit apprehensive about giving away equity. And they always want to be full owner. And and I'm like, what? You know, I'd rather have like 50 or 60% of something massive um, than 100% of something tiny. For me, I'm really actively seeking a mentor at the minute who can help me grow and expand. And I'm looking at different options of investment because realistically, if you want to grow big, you've got to take investment. And um, this, this is a a business a real business for me it's not a lifestyle business don't get me wrong lifestyle businesses are amazing and if that's what you're doing it for then fantastic but for me this is really about growing into something massive where we can bring so many more products to people that are genuinely healthy and helping them 
So I was at um, a Virgin Accelerator program and uh, met a lot of other companies at similar stages to me. And it was uh, the companies selected to get on this program had to be at a specific level of scaling. So it wasn't just early startups, you know, and it was great to meet other like minded entrepreneurs and just to see what different people's journeys were and how they were growing and who started in what way and who was still in a full-time job while having a scalable business and who was all in um, and like living off nothing and still, you know, making things work on a shoestring. And um, yeah, it was really interesting. And um, for me, it, it changed my mindset a lot on how I want to grow and how quickly I want to grow. And it's it's really made me ramp things up a bit. Um, we want to release our Zing Tings at the end of September. We want to have the Sniff Buster out in time for cold season. Also the Tummy Tonic because cold, se cold season kind of leads in the run up to Christmas where people gut health gets really impacted. And we have another shot that we're working on that that is a complete gut health shot and it's it's going to have lots of probiotics in it and um, we really want to get that to market super quick because no one else is doing that yet and some people said you know don't talk about it to anyone keep it real secret but you know other people can do it it's just where they are in their R&D I suppose um, but yeah, for me, it's really important that we can get our zing tings out and we can get this gut health shot to people as quickly as possible. Speeding that up has really come from spending the time in London and, and seeing things move a lot more quickly there. And we're doing quite a bit in London at the minute. Um, the health and wellness industry, it's, it's just growing. It isn't going to go anywhere. It's not a fad, you know. And some people have said that to me. Oh, juicing, it's just this fad diet thing. Some people do use it as a fad diet because they can drop, you know, six pounds in three days before a wedding or whatever, an event, and that's what they want. And um, we're not going to say to those people, you can't have our product. Of course you can. Do whatever you want. But for us, it's about building the overall health and wellness. And the products that we have in NPD, there's so much more to come. So, yeah, having been in London, I just want to accelerate this a lot and... That's changed my mindset and how we're going to finance the company and finance the growth. That sounds great. And I really, really hope that you'll grow as, as much as you'd like and as fast as you, as you, as you want. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> you also have an office in Dublin, don't you? Yeah, actually, I won that office. It was amazing. I took part in a vid pitch competition. And uh, yeah, so I've won an office with Dublin Bic. And uh, I actually couldn't take it up last year because uh, my dad was really ill and then he passed away. So I was spending a lot of time at home in Donegal. Yes, yeah, so I'll be taking that up in the next month or so. So it's great. Yeah, it's right in the center of Dublin. And it's in, you know, again, the middle of um, a startup business community. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so delighted to have it. It's just great to be able to kind of get dropped right into the middle of, of a community that's, that's doing the same thing. You know, it's really important when you start a business to surround yourself with like-minded people. 
ideally people who are better than you so they can help you grow and it's just great to be able you thrive off that it's great to be able to be with other people who understand what you're going through yeah and it's inspiration as well isn't it when you're surrounded by something that you're striving for it's just much much easier to get where you want to be and do it quicker because it motivates you definitely and also it's the networking that you get as well you know you could be in an accelerator or you could be whatever in your your co-working space and you're talking about I need to do this or does it you know I need to talk to someone who's in this level of distribution and someone will go oh I know this guy or I know this girl you know never underestimate the power of networking that's what I'd always say and networking in a community like a startup community um yeah it's you can't put a price on that definitely where can people catch you in the next few months? Where can people find you and talk so, to you? So personally, well, I would say, you know, if you fire us a message, generally I will pick up on, um, like I'll check in on our Facebook messages, a lot of emails I still answer personally. Are you not doing the Vegan Fest this year? No, uh, I can't do Vegan Fest this year for Belfast, I'm afraid. But we try to do different events and once you do two or three times, they say you should do something different. So that's why I was trying to do the Dublin Veg Fest um, and then doing the ladies at lunch. Um, Nadine Coyle's going to be at that as well. And uh, we're going to be probably giving some juices in the ju- in the goodie bags and because um, Foil Hospice do amazing work. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to support that this year. I'm having lost my dad last year and... Foil Hospice, the Donegal Hospice, they were both amazing because um, my dad died of cancer and just the support we got from them, even though he died at home, was phenomenal and the nurses and the night nurses, everyone. So I really wanted to kind of do something a bit closer to my heart this year for that. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. My uh, my mom died of cancer as well last year and unfortunately oh, we didn't. didn't she that. died before the hospice could take over. Unfortunately it, it went quite fast. So but yeah I, I was amazed by the amount of work the hospices actually do. I had no idea they offer home care and yeah. how much they do and how I don't want to say easy but in a sense they make it easy for the families because the oh, families sure. can focus on spending quality time with the loved ones yeah. before the inevitable happens and that's not easy if you have to do all the caring and to just my dad would he wanted to be at home and then we thought he kind of got really bad and we were like he's gonna have to go to the hospice it, w- it was getting unmanageable but actually then it was too late for him to go. So he did get to die at home, which was great for him. But I think people who don't reach out, think that they have to do this all alone, are, are crazy. Like, just ask for help. You know, your do- their doctors will refer you. There's community nurses. The amount of support we got from them is priceless. And uh, they really, what those nurses do day in day out and night in night out is phenomenal and uh yeah i think people really you know don't be afraid to ask for help in that kind of situation because they're helping support the family but also the person who's dying is getting an amazing support and it's really easing their journey um to the end so so that's why i want to give back this year and do a bit with Foil Hospice That's and then really hopefully beautiful. something Donegal Hospice as well. Definitely worth a cause. One last question I really, yeah. I, I ask that everybody, going back to food, 
Do you have a favorite wedge? You, you pack your juices full Ooh, of vegetables, but do you have a summer. favorite one? Um, in season, I love asparagus. Really, like for three weeks of the year I literally can't get enough and I'm not gonna lie I buy it out of season as well not as much but uh yeah asparagus is probably one of my faves but when in season like I mean carrots are amazing right now and you can do so much with them um like I love to spiralize them and grate them and turn them into salads and it's just an easy way of getting raw food into your diet without even thinking about it you know um I do a really quick salad of carrot, toasted pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds or whatever seeds I have. And then I just put like an apple cider vinegar, olive oil, garlic dressing on and it's so good and it fills you up so much. And I think it's just a really good way of getting raw into your into your daily diet. So oh, yeah. wow. Would that be the recipe you'd like to share with us? Or do you have any other one? Oh, I have a lot like of favorite recipes. Get out there. Um, <laughs> I suppose my ultimate go-to is like a, a Thai green curry because uh, I have to say that definitely is one of the finest in my repertoire. But um, for veg, I suppose, yeah, a green curry. And that all starts with a really good quality paste. Do you know um, what I put into Thai green curry? Asparagus. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do sometimes in season. It just, it's just, it sounds wrong, but it tastes so good. Yeah, it does. I've done it a lot of times. And if I'm keeping it totally veggie, I'll put in like some sweet potato. I love it with prawns or chicken. But when I buy meat, like I try to keep it organic, a minimum free range. So I'll often eat eat it just as veggie. But yeah, I go to the Asia supermarket, I get a really good quality paste and really good quality coconut milk, and that makes all the difference. Mm. And for me, it's gotta have plenty of fish sauce, which is fermented, so good for the gut, and lots of coriander. To keep it carb-free, I'll often spiralize some courgette and or carrot and make noodles out of them, so it's, it's super quick, and I can have a full Thai curry on the table within probably 12 minutes. Because it doesn't need to cook for a long time, Thai curry. So, yeah, that's probably my go-to. Another fave is uh, making my own pesto. I love to buy the basil plants in the supermarket even when they're reduced down to like 59p. I'll buy them, keep them in the windowsill for like a week or two, really grow them up. And then I love to strip them, blitz them with some pine nuts and uh, olive oil and garlic. And sometimes I'll put the parmesan in it and sometimes I'll keep it vegan just depends what I'm how I'm feeling and how my gut's feeling oh that sounds brilliant three recipes out there wow amazing <laughs> <laughs> well um one last thing tell me if people do want to send you an email or if they want to order your juice and see what kind of um do you have any special offers or you were talking about the detox programs how can people reach you how can people order first border call is the website which is uh skinnymelinkies.com and Malinkies is M-A-L-I-N-K-Y-S. You can go there and you can do a bit of research and see what you might want to do. We're actually just about to upgrade the website. So there's a lot more info we want to put on there because the our juice is about educating people about what quality juice is and so they can understand why ours is so beneficial and why it is slightly more expensive than your pasteurized sugar packed off the shelf smoothie you know 
you can always email me, Paula at SkinnyMalinkies.com or get me on um, our Facebook, again, at SkinnyMalinkies. Insta is at SkinnyMalinkies. Um, and then what I will do for anyone who wants to try it, um, we can do a discount code and it'll, uh, we'll give uh, any of your listeners can get um, 20% off a of full price cleanse and uh, the code I'll do sweet spud 20 and they can just pop that in and they'll get 20% off oh that's so, so kind of me thank you very much well, yeah, you yeah well I always think you know sometimes people are a bit apprehensive and they're like oh I don't know uh, when they see it as a cleanse price they think it's expensive and once they try it they're converted so the only thing it doesn't work off is our subscriptions because they're already at such a low price that we can't afford to take off anymore. But yeah, they can do it. There's small packs they can try there as well. So yeah, by all means, sweet spot 20. <laughs> oh, remember that, guys. Thank you very much, Paula. This has been awesome. And congratulations to where you're at now with your business and best of luck for the future. Oh, and I thank hope you I'll so see much. your juices everywhere. Yeah, every over. store in the country. One place I really want to get into is airports because everyone, yes. when I take a long haul flight, I just want to bring something healthy on board. So. Oh yeah, me yeah. too. That would be amazing. So yeah, if anyone has there. any airport contacts, yeah, hit us up and let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. Anybody with that, yeah, let us know because I want to be able to get your juice when I'm flying. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. For that, sure. That's what you need when you're traveling. I mean, the body stress you need some yeah. good ingredients in there thanks so much Susanna I'm so happy to be part of this and thank you she gave me a copy of her amazing cookbook <laughs> the sweet spot on the farm so I'm so happy to have that and can't wait to try out some recipes oh cool I hope you like them thanks bye bye so I did say we were going to talk a lot about food and I hope we delivered if you enjoyed this episode and want to try some of Paula's raw juices, you can find them in Avoca in Belfast City Centre or the Titanic Waters Bar. Or you can order a pack from her website skinnymalinkies.com with a 20% discount specially set up for our podcast listeners. Your discount code is SWEETSPUD20, all lowercase, and you can use it only once for non-sale items. The code is valid for one year, which should give you enough time to go and try it. Remember, Skinny Malinkies deliver free within UK and Ireland. We've given you Paula's Thai curry recipe, so today I'm going to give you the super fast carrot salad. I actually went and bought a bunch of organic carrots to make it, so I think that's my side salad for tonight's dinner sorted. It's really quick and it's really easy. What you need is two to three large carrots, preferably organic, one courgette, which is optional, you don't have to put it in, but you can if you want to. You'll need a handful of pumpkin seeds. These are the seeds Paula recommends, but you can use any other seeds or nuts that you like. And fresh leaf coriander. Again, this is optional. You'll need some ingredients for a dressing that Paula likes. Two to three tablespoons of good quality cold pressed oil. Paula recommends olive, avocado, rapeseed, but you can use any other good quality cold pressed oil of your choice. One and a half tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, pinch of salt and pepper, half a teaspoon of maple syrup and half a teaspoon of mustard for a French twist. Again, you can leave this one out. 
You grate or spiralize your carrots and crochets if you're using them. Mix it all in a bowl and toss in the seeds. Blend all the dressing ingredients together and pour it over your salad. And then Paula usually sprinkles some freshly chopped coriander over the top. You can leave that out again if you don't like coriander. But honestly, I do not understand people who don't like coriander. I'm sorry guys, I know there's probably quite a few of you. I just don't get it. But anyway, again, remember you can download all our shared recipes from our public Facebook group. Just go to the file section and download the PDF of any recipe you like, including this one. Or find the sweet spot on a farm on Instagram and find the recipes there. Have a great couple of weeks, get those important nutrients in and stay healthy. Until next time, bye! As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening.